Welcome to another Meathead Monday edition of Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula. And on the show today, we're kind of going to jump around a little bit all over the place. I want to go over the uh, Nebraska versus Maryland game with you. And then I will also, uh, since this is the last uh, official podcast before Thanksgiving, I want to just do a little bit on what I'm thankful for. Um, there will be a Star Wars Wednesday this week, but that one's already recorded and ready to go. So uh, not going to have uh, time to do the what I'm thankful for on the Star Wars Wednesday podcast. So we'll do that here today. And then I uh, just want to give a few random thoughts as well. So we'll start off with uh, Nebraska versus Maryland. And... I don't know why, but coming out of that Wisconsin game, I just kind of had this feeling that something had changed. And I don't really know what. And this could be total nonsense. But it felt like to me that there had been just kind of a shift in maybe attitude and... Again, I don't. I'm not inside the program at all. I have no inside access or anything like that. It just sort of felt like something was different, and I got this vibe that they would beat Maryland. Which Maryland's three and seven. That's not a crazy <laughs> prediction to make. Um, but I, you know, I, I had a pretty good feeling about Iowa as well, which is obviously upcoming uh, this week here, and we'll see about Iowa. But it turned out that the Maryland game at least went as well as any game has gone for Nebraska I guess in the last two seasons at least certainly of the Scott Frost era it was it was kind of strange and you could you got the vibe early on some of the weird things that usually the weird bounces that go against Nebraska seem like they were going Nebraska's way and I understand that's like a strange and intangible thing that you point to, but if you look at just whether it was the turnovers for Maryland, the fumbles, uh, whether it was the weird quarterback injuries that they were having and nobody could really get into a rhythm, it was just a... (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, That was a a sneeze. Um, It was just a weird kind of strange game and instead of all of the random little things going against Nebraska they seemed to almost be doing a course correction for some of the bad luck that Nebraska had had over the past several years and and seemed like that luck was coming back around Uh, and so that was one thing that was kind of interesting and then Nebraska just played a lot better than I think they have in a really long time there their uh, defense uh, looked really, really good against Maryland, and I get, I get Maryland's not very good, but you know neither is South Alabama, and they didn't look this good against South Alabama, and you know neither is Northern Illinois, and they looked, I mean they looked better against Northern Illinois than they had against anybody else, and I thought they looked better against Maryland than it, than they did against Northern Illinois, so um, I, it was really an interesting display just of how confidence and attitude seemingly can have a big difference in the game because you're still talking about okay Wandale Robinson was out and um Conavai Noel was out 
and Diedrich Mills was sick and, and not feeling well. And so you're going without a lot of you're going without a lot of your kind of weapons on offense and not that there were that many to to start off with really and it was kind of just an it was kind of a testament to just the uh, overall team attitude and, and team confidence that they were able to come out and and stick it to Maryland like that that's a game that Nebraska has lost many times over the past several years where you know, they have a couple things go against them in terms of injuries before the game starts, and they never really get going, and they lose the game from there. So I thought that was interesting, and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can carry over some of that momentum over to Iowa. Obviously, if you've got a Wandale Robinson healthy, that would be a big step in the right direction. If you're in Nebraska, uh, if you can get Conor Iowa uh, back as well, that would be huge. And then if you can uh, get Diedrich Mills not being ill next week, that would be, or I guess later this week, that would be great also. But um, if they play like they did against Wisconsin and they play like they did against Maryland, I think they're going to have a shot against Iowa. And at this point, uh, with a bowl game on the line, that's about all you can ask for. Um, I thought Adrian Martinez looked, at least running the ball, he looked way more confident. He's still... Got something weird going on with his throws. There's a lot of lame ducks coming out, but he looked a lot more confident running it, both on the design runs. He took off uh, took off on a few scrambles, which was nice to see. He looked a lot more like himself from last year than he has in a lot of points this season. And then, listen, I don't want to exaggerate too much, but I love Luke McCaffrey, man. Uh, he, whether it's the trick play that they ran. Uh, earlier in the game where you know they do the little reverse to him and he throws it downfield which was really cool or whether it was when he came into the game in kind of cleanup duty I just I love the way he runs the football and I don't know if it's his build or if it's the number seven or if it's just his kind of decisiveness with the ball he I got a (laughs) And I'm, I know this is an exaggeration and hyperbole, but he looked a lot like Eric Crouch running back there uh, when he was able to tuck that ball and cut it upfield on some of those some of those uh, read option plays. So that was a lot of fun for me um, just to see Luke McCaffrey do that. It, it was just I have a soft spot in my heart for the uh, triple option coming back from my Miller North days, and uh, it's kind of nice to see a guy that looks like you know, I know they weren't quite running the triple option, but he looked a lot like a guy that that used to run the triple option really well in Eric Crouch, and so it was probably just his build and the and the number seven. But I was having some I was having some deja vu, some flashbacks there toward the end of the game when Luke McCaffrey was running the ball, and that was kind of fun to experience. But um, so that that's about it on uh, Nebraska versus Minnesota. I'm not gonna go play by play or anything uh, like that with you. It's uh, it's just good to see Nebraska come through in a way that in a, at a, in a game where they really needed to I get Maryland's an overmatched and, and not very good opponent but like I said Nebraska's lost a lot of those games against overmatched not very good opponents when they needed to get a win and you know it's a baby step in the right direction that they that didn't happen this time uh, as far as the Iowa game's concerned again if they play well they play like this like they have the past couple weeks I think they have a real shot at, at knocking off Iowa and getting to that bowl game and uh, if they don't, well, then at least five wins is better than four, right? I, I mean, it's 
it's the smallest of, of possible steps, but maybe it's still a little bit of progress. And uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough to tell. You obviously last year thought they were coming off a lot of momentum and getting things moving in the right direction. So um, I don't want to make any, I don't want to make any bold predictions yet until we uh, see the Iowa game. But uh, hopefully they're able to come out and at least be, at least be competitive and give them, give themselves a chance to make a bowl game uh, on Friday against Iowa. So uh, that's all I have on Nebraska for you here today. Uh, I wanted to move into. Some of the things I'm thankful for, but first we'll take a quick break. Thank you to Fruitful Design for supporting the Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula podcast. Fruitful Design helps businesses and nonprofits be, well, fruitful with top shelf design and strategy. Whether you need a logo, website, or anything else to promote your business, which I need it all of, Fruitful Design can help you grow. They helped me set up my website for Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula and were quick, friendly, and professional. Check Fruitful out online at www.fruitful.design. Once again, that's www.fruitful.design. Welcome back to another edition of Meathead Monday on the Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula podcast. And I wanted to get to some of the things I am thankful for because it's Thanksgiving week here and... The only podcast between now and Thanksgiving will be Star Wars Wednesday, and this would be just kind of out of place on the Star Wars podcast. So I wanted to get to some of the things that I am thankful for this year and just in life in general. Uh, And I'll start off with uh, just the fact that I got married this year. I'm thankful for my wife, Natasha, and um, just everything she does for me, both just supporting me and Uh, always being there and can't say enough about uh, all that she does for me so I can't uh, don't want to get too mushy here on you but just obviously very thankful for her and um, just everything she uh, means to me and and everything she uh, just represents in my life so uh, very thankful for my wife Natasha Um, also very thankful for I'm crossing my fingers. I don't want to jinx it. I'm in the process of buying a house. I'm very thankful for that and hoping that all goes through uh, without a hitch, but just very thankful for the ability to uh, find a house and and get it. Hopefully again, I'm just, I'm a bit of a, (laughs) I'm a bit of a nervous Nelly until these things are officially done. So, uh, but I am very thankful uh, for that. It's, it's a frustrating and, uh, kind of exhausting process. I, I, uh, I feel like it wasn't always this hard, but I guess that's what happens when the entire real estate market crashes and they, put in some extra checks and balances in the process there. Um, at least I think that's what happened. I was like 20 when the market crashed or when the uh, real estate market crashed. So I, I don't really know exactly what happened, but I feel like all of the things I have to do now are somehow a result of that. But I'm very thankful for just the ability to buy a house and um, for my parents who are making that process a little bit easier for us and um, just... Again, hopefully we can get that done here in the next couple weeks. Um, also, just really thankful for um, my job. It's it, it's Diabetes Awareness Month here in November, and we're coming to a tail end. You almost got out of it without me saying anything, but um, 
it's a I know I've said this before but it's a very expensive disease and not only have I not paid a dime for medication or supplies since I started working at PayPal uh, over a year ago um, but they also uh, announced a few weeks ago that they're also going to be reducing the cost of my insurance premium so um, not only is it no money coming out of my paycheck but it's more money being left in my paycheck um, from PayPal and I just I can't say enough about the way they've treated me as an employee and the benefits that they provide to me as a diabetic and I am incredibly grateful for that because I know there's a lot of diabetics out there who are not that lucky um, either they don't have insurance through their job or can't afford the insulin even after the insurance uh, I was before I came over to PayPal um, my the company I was with changed insurance plans and my insulin went from $30 a month to $300 a month just overnight because my company decided to change insurance plans and this is a fortune 500 company this wasn't a, a rinky-dink operation um, that I was at so it, it makes a big difference and so I understand that I not you know you can have a pretty good job you can have uh, pretty good everything else but a lot of times the benefits for diabetics are not uh, not reasonable and don't make don't make insulin and supplies so very affordable and uh, I'm just grateful that I'm in a position where um, that's not something I have to worry about that's <laughs> I basically have made most of the decisions in my adult life because that's something I worried about and it's nice to have that off of my plate in terms of just the financial aspect of it um, at least as for now as long as I'm working at PayPal and as long as they um, keep this policy in place for um, their diabetic coverage so very appreciative of that and just wanted to also just bring attention to the fact that there are diabetics out there who are dying because they have to ration their insulin um, or they can't afford to get more insulin and so that's something that I see uh, in the community in the diabetic community circles that um, that happens sometimes and it's heartbreaking um, there's you know people take trips to Canada and Mexico because that's the only place they can afford their insulin and I'm just I'm super grateful I don't have to go through those extremes to get my insulin um, and to be able to afford my insulin um, I'm just incredibly grateful that I have a job that provides that for me and um, also at the same time just heartbroken for those people that are not able to have that as well so um, that's my spiel on uh, Diabetes Awareness Month, and uh, but also just wanted to tie that into um, just being grateful for that job, uh, my job that I have. Um, also just really grateful for, uh, thankful for a lot of the opportunities I've been getting this past year in terms of whether it's starting this podcast uh, or I've done more radio in the last probably six months than I had uh, my entire life before that. And so that's really exciting, and I uh, really appreciate those opportunities. I, I just love talking to people, and I know it's not directly talking to people, but uh, I love telling stories. I love trying to make people laugh and entertaining people and having, hoping they have a better day just because they're able to you know, get cheered up a little bit by something I said or, or by listening to something I'm doing. And so I just really appreciate those opportunities, and... Hopefully that's something that maybe I can transition to into a more of a career uh, than 
it is right now, but I'm just really grateful for those opportunities as they come and and uh, hopefully they they keep coming and I'm holding off on announcing something with the podcast, but hopefully we've got some good news on that front as well soon. Um, wanted to thank uh, just my friends. Uh, I'm very thankful for my friends. It's been in the last couple of years I've just realized how um, how incredible my friends are. Uh, my friends and my family. We'll just we'll group them all into one right now. Um, it's especially a couple years ago as I was going through uh, my divorce and then just in the last uh, year and a half or so as I've gotten uh, married and trying to buy this house and just going through all these different things that I go through in life. Um, I know I've talked about the group text that I have with my um, NCC basketball buddies. Um, if you listen to that podcast, um, you can tell they're well, you might not be able to tell they're a good group of guys from that podcast, but um, they're a ton of fun to be around. But they're also just the kindest, most caring uh, friends that I could ever ask for. Um, and so really appreciate them. Appreciate um, my friends from high school that I still I'm lucky to still have in my life. I mean, it's been almost 15 years since we graduated. I'm going on knowing some of these people for 20 years. I'm looking at you, Busky. Um, I know he doesn't listen, but uh, <laughs> if he does for some reason, almost 20 years knowing that guy um, and being a part of his family, and they really are a second family to me, um, which is uh, more meaningful to me than, than I can ever express. But, yeah, I just I have the best friends in the world. I can't even um, – <laughs> I just can't even explain how supportive they are, whether it's of – uh, when I've been going through hard times or whether it's just the podcast and um, the things I'm trying to do with uh, my career in terms of radio and, and podcasting and that type of thing, just the support and encouragement that I get from my friends on a regular basis is uh, overwhelming. And I can't say enough how much I love them and appreciate their support and I'm thankful for them. Uh, same goes to my family. It's uh, My parents are incredibly supportive. They always have been. And... No matter what they do, I know that they, I mean, listen, you're never going to agree with anybody all the time, right? But I have this incredible trust in them that they always want what's best for me. And that sounds simple, but I know a lot of people who don't have that relationship with their parents, but I legitimately can't point to a time in my life where either of my parents did something and I was like, hey, I, I don't think that they had my my best intent at heart when they did that. That's literally never something that's happened to me. And listen, there's things that haven't worked out. There's things that I disagreed with then and still now. But never once have I ever thought they didn't have my best intention at heart when they either made a decision or, or asked me to do something or asked me not to do something. Um, every single time I know that they had my best intentions at heart. And so very thankful for my parents, uh, my siblings, obviously, as well. And... Uh, yeah, and so I just friends and family are about as uh, great as I could uh, ever ask for. Uh, I do want to say, and this, you know, you're gonna think this is dumb, but um, I'm super thankful for my dogs. I just I love my dogs to death, and I <laughs> I don't know if I've ever met a happier living thing in my life than my dog Roggy. I don't. I got him as a puppy. 
He was like eight or ten weeks old when I got him. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive he's part coyote. And I'm not kidding. His mom was a German shepherd that was just kind of a farm dog and was an outside dog. And in a part of Nebraska where coyotes kind of run free and pretty sure she got pregnant during coyote mating season. I'm pretty sure my dog's part coyote. But he is the sweetest, happiest dog I've ever met in my life. And it's it's really hard, you know, no matter how bad of a mood you're in, it's really hard not to be cheered up by Roggy's just derpy smile and wagging butt and tail and uh, just really, he's man he's he's goofy and he basically ate an entire apartment but I'm just really thankful for uh, for that dog obviously thankful for Tally uh, love that girl to death she has been with me through everything and I've had her for it'll be seven years here in January. Um, she is just the absolute best, sweetest girl on earth and uh, couldn't have made it through everything without Tally. She's been there for me uh, through everything, and I love Tally to death. And then Shadow, who is the newest member of my little dog pack, um, he was is Natasha's dog. I consider him my dog now, too, but he was Natasha's dog originally, and he is... He's just a giant baby. He thinks he's a human child, which is really funny. Um, he, he, lo- he loves wearing... I think my favorite part about Shadow is, A, he cannot stop cuddling people. He loves cuddling and just has to be cuddling a human at all times. Otherwise, he gets just bummed out. And he loves wearing clothes, whether it's sweaters. He loves sweaters. He'll put t-shirts on. I mean... I think he's wearing a, a bro tank with a pineapple on it right now. I mean, that dog, he, he just loves wearing clothes. He's the bougiest little dog I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, and I just love that about him. And so I'm super thankful for my dogs. And going back to the house thing, I'm thankful that hopefully in a couple weeks we'll have, a few weeks, I guess, we'll have a house that's a little bit more spacious, have a little more room for, for Natasha and I and the dogs. Um I'm sure there's a million more things that I am thankful for and should mention, but I'm me, so I didn't write any of this down. I just kind of started listing things, but, oh, one thing I didn't want to mention, this is Meathead Monday, so um, I'm just thankful for just the ability and the desire and and drive to just work out, and that's kind of seems silly, but I, I love lifting, and I know my motivation's been or my discipline has been kind of hit and miss the last few months, but I've been getting back at it the last few weeks now, feeling a lot better about that. And also it's just, you know, it's honestly lifting has gotten me through a lot of tough times and it just makes me feel better about myself, whether it's, um, I, you know, cause I love benching. So I always feel good when I bench, but it just gives me a confidence that I, I don't always have and it gives me a an outlet when you know we either need to blow off some steam or work through some things and um, so I'm really just thankful for that and uh, so that's a just a huge part of my life and really appreciate appreciative of the fact that uh, I'm still able to do that you know sometimes the uh, injuries have me a little banged up but nothing too serious and nothing enough to keep me uh, away at least not yet so knock on wood for that as well but um, that's uh that's all I have for now in terms of what I am thankful for uh, I would encourage you just to take a minute and either verbalize or write down or just tell the people 
or things or whatever in your life that you're thankful for, uh, it's it helps just keep a little perspective in your life and remind you of all the good things you have going for you, um, no matter how bleak things may seem sometimes that... Uh, there's always there's always good in your life, and you, uh, I bet you have a lot more going for you than you ever imagined. So I know I do, and I know in times, uh, in past tough times, that's been a a useful thing to me is just to be reminded of of all the good I have in my life. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, I do have a little bit more for you. I want to get to uh, the first three episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, I'm gonna do a whole. Mandalorian series episode at the end of it when it's done but there's some things I just got to get off my chest right now so if you haven't seen it yet this is your spoiler warning you can uh, turn the podcast off now but the rest of the podcast is going to be me talking about the Mandalorian so um, if you want to listen in check back in I'm going to take a quick little break here so you can turn it off if you haven't seen it yet go watch it and then come back and listen to uh, my last section here about the Mandalorian all right, welcome back to Meathead Monday here on Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula. Uh, last thing I want to get to on the podcast today is The Mandalorian. It's the Star Wars series on Disney Plus, and this is your last chance. I'm going to be talking about everything that happens in episodes one through three of The Mandalorian. So if you haven't caught up that far yet, go watch those before you listen to this part of the podcast. I don't want to ruin anything for you if you haven't seen it yet. All right, I'm going to wait a second, and then I'm going to go. All right, that was your second. So, The Mandalorian. I have to say, I was a little nervous. I'm not, so, let me just say, I'm not one of those people that is obsessed with Boba Fett and the Bounty Hunter, uh, just in general. I know a lot of Star Wars fans are. They're really into it, and I never understood it. Boba Fett was not that interesting to me. He was only in like four minutes of the original trilogy. And then he basically got his booster pack accidentally turned on by Han Solo and fell into the Sarlacc pit. So not that impressed with Boba Fett in general. He didn't even really capture Han. Darth Vader captured Han and just handed him to the bounty hunter. So, again, not that impressed. Uh, but, so I was a little nervous going into The Mandalorian because a lot of people were like, oh, it's a Boba Fett series. It doesn't seem like it is. It's a series about the Mandalorian who is a person theoretically from the same planet as Boba Fett, Mandalore, but... We don't totally know yet because they haven't even told us his name. They just all call him Mando. And let me just say, the big reveal at the end of episode one that the bounty that he was trying to get after was a tiny, tiny Yoda creature uh, was incredible. I was blown away and I was just hooked from that second on. Um, now, let me clarify here. We're not totally sure what the creature is we're not sure if it's the offspring of yoda we're not sure if it's a clone or if it's just another member of yoda species uh, this is actually one of the few areas that george lucas has been strangely quiet and cryptic about was yoda species we don't even have a name for it uh, we don't know 
really very many other care or uh, members of the species um and there's really not a lot of information it seems to be the only thing that people agree on as far as yoda species is that they're all incredibly force sensitive so that would lead you to believe this could just be a member of yoda species but uh it could also be his offspring or a clone and those are really the three main theories is that it's either a clone the offspring or a random member of the yoda species i'm for ease of communication just going to call it baby yoda from now on but the fact is i actually believe it's a clone of yoda and there's a couple reasons for that number one the timeline doesn't make a lot of sense for it to be his offspring unless he didn't know about it uh just with the baby quote unquote being 50 years old and that would basically make it the same age as anakin so we're talking about this baby would have existed throughout the prequel trilogy uh unless yoda didn't know about it or and we don't really know how yoda species procreates so was he married was he in a relationship did he have a one night yoda stand i don't know but uh if it's his offspring it creates some issues in terms of just his general hypocrisy about anakin's attachments to uh, to padme in the prequels so i would like to think they wouldn't do that to the continuity but that is a possibility uh number two I is cloning and I do think clones are a viable option a few people have pointed out that the pod that baby Yoda hangs out in looks very similar to some of the architecture on Kaminu uh, the cloning planet that you see in attack of the clones um, so that's interesting also there was a PR photo that got released of the I can't remember his name but the doctor that is there when uh, when when mando takes the bounty um there's the client who's talking to him with the i believe german-ish accent and then there's the doctor that comes into the room um there's a pr photo where it appears that doctor has a camino symbol on his uniform so that's basically the evidence quote unquote that he could be a clone now the easiest explanation and least interesting explanation uh is just that it's another member baby yoda is just another member of the yoda species now i say least interesting it's not not interesting at all because as i said we know almost nothing about yoda species so um regardless of what the baby yoda turns out to be it's pretty interesting uh nonetheless I'm hoping it's not a direct offspring of Yoda because of, as I mentioned, some of the continuity issues. But if they have a satisfying way of explaining it, then I'm still here for that. Um, anyway, so the first thing you wonder after you see Baby Yoda, right, is, okay, can this thing use the Force? And by the end of the second episode, we know for sure that not only can it use the Force, but it is incredibly powerful with the Force. And that was basically the entire point of episode of uh, the second episode or chapter two, I guess they're calling it. And yeah, so Baby Yoda, definitely a force user. Good to know. Uh, episode three. Now, this one was a little bit tougher to watch because 
I really, really, really did not want Mando to hand over Baby Yoda to the bounty hunter or to the client. He's a bounty hunter, right? So he has a client. He hands the bounty over to the client, gets paid. I was really hoping he wouldn't do this with Baby Yoda, but he did. Thankfully, most of the rest of the episode is about him going to rescue, going back for Baby Yoda, and thankfully is able to successfully recover the cutest little baby Yoda child I've ever seen in my life. Um, and so they get him, they get Yoda, the little baby Yoda back, and Mando's off into the universe. We don't know anything else yet, and... I'll be interested to see where the rest of the story goes from here. The most interesting thing to me at this point is whether or not this is going to tie in at all to Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, there's some speculation around on the internet that maybe there's a cloning component to Episode 9, and so they wanted to get you back familiar with the idea of cloning, um, whether it's... I can't imagine Baby Yoda's in Episode 9, but um, he wouldn't... Well, I don't know how they age exactly. <laughs> Obviously, it's not normal, um, but this would be quite a bit... The Episode 9 would be quite a bit after the events of The Mandalorian, which happens between Episode 6 and 7. Um, so we'd be jumping ahead a little bit with Baby Yoda in age, but I don't know how developed Baby Yoda would be, um, if that's part of it, or if they just want to get you to, used to the idea. There is a line of Legends can of Legends um, Star Wars novelization where Emperor Palpatine clones himself, and this wouldn't be the first time if that's part of the storyline for Rise of Skywalker. I mean, we know Palpatine is back in some form, whether it's real life, he just never died, whether it's Force Ghost, or whether it's a clone, if it's a clone, it wouldn't be the first time that they've taken things from the Legends uh, content and made it official canon in the new Disney era of Star Wars canon. So that would be really interesting to me if they if they were just trying to get you reintroduced to the cloning idea and, and it turns out that Palpatine was cloned and that's the... Uh, Palpatine that we're seeing in Rise of Skywalker. I tend to think that Palpatine is a Force ghost just from the trailer, but again, you can tell almost nothing from the trailer. Um, that being said, though, back to The Mandalorian, I will be really interested to see if the Mandalorian does tie into Rise of Skywalker at all. The, the way the episodes are set up, so the second to last episode premieres the Wednesday of the same week that Rise of Skywalker premieres, and then the final episode comes out after the week after rise of skywalker so i don't know if they changed the production schedule because they've been coming out on fridays and then the one right before rise of skywalker is coming out on a wednesday i don't know if they just did that so they wouldn't mess with the release date at all or if it's because it has something to do with the rise of skywalker movie uh we'll only be able to find out once that comes out but it'll be really interesting that's one of the most interesting interesting things to me at this point is a to find out who or what Baby Yoda is, and B, uh, whether or not any of this ties into Rise of Skywalker. So those are my thoughts on The Mandalorian so far. I'm in. I love it. I'm, I'm all about it. And uh, I most of the people I've talked to who love Star Wars are in on it too. So uh, hopefully it ends up uh, being a satisfying conclusion to the series. I've heard they've already started working on Season 2, so I'm guessing it's not... Uh, I'm guessing it won't be a completely satisfying conclusion. I'm assuming there'll probably be some kind of uh, cliffhanger on the end of it, which 
I don't love, but I also understand, you know, got to make that money, Disney. So anyway, those are my thoughts on The Mandalorian. I appreciate you taking the time to listen today. Uh, We will have uh, episode five, The uh, Empire Strikes Back on Wednesday for Star Wars Wednesday. And then I will put a podcast out on Friday just for you guys because I love you guys. And uh, plus, you might need a little break from your family after Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I'll give you (laughs) I'll give you something to listen to when you go hide in another room. So uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for Star Wars Wednesday, and then we'll have another episode for you out on Friday. Until then, have a good week.